I want to jump into uh, the message today. Uh, we're in Living Life to the Fullest, and uh, this has been an excellent uh, message series. Somebody asked me this morning how many, how many more weeks we got in this series, and I said, I don't know. We're just going to keep going until we just can't go anymore. And so, anyway, I do want to throw one more announcement in there that we forgot to throw at you. Coming up on Wednesday, July the 31st, it's going to be our prayer team meeting. If you're, if you're interested in being a part of our prayer team, or perhaps you've already come to our interest meeting, Come on out on Wednesday, the 31st, July 31st, 6.30 p.m. That'll be at the Annex. And so we'd love to have you guys come and meet with us. And we got a bunch of things that are going to be coming up with our prayer team. So come on out for that. So let's jump into the word of God today. Amen. John chapter 14, it's up there on the screen. If you have your Bible, you can follow along. This is a really, really intense scripture verse for today. It says this, it says, if you love me, you will do what I command. I read this in another version. It says, because he loves us, it makes it easier for us to do what he wants us to do. I love that, man. If you love me, you will do what I command. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Say helper. To be with you forever. The helper is the spirit of truth. Say helper. How many of you need some help in here? Look at your neighbor and tell him you need help. Don't shake your head when you say it, because then it, it looks like you got some kind of intent. And we don't need a fight. <laughs> you need help. <clears throat> the helper is the spirit of truth. And the people of the world cannot accept him because they don't see him or know him. But you know him. He lives with you and he will be in you. That's a key line right there. He lives with you and he will be in you. But the helper will teach you everything. I'm skipping down to verse 26 if you're following in your Bible. But the helper will teach you everything. And cause you to remember all that I told you. The helper is the Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name. Today, I want to speak a message entitled, Help is Here. Help is Here. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for this awesome opportunity to gather together, Lord, to celebrate your goodness. Celebrate the great things, God, that you are doing in our lives and in our community and in our church. And Lord, we just pray today that as we go to your word, Father, that you will put something in our hearts, Father, that won't just inspire us, but something that will change us. I pray today, Lord, that as we talk about the Holy Spirit, that it won't just be a lesson, but, Father, it'll be a meeting. It'll be a relationship, Father, that we're forming with your Spirit that will cause us to live and come alive, Father, in your presence. And so, Lord, today I ask for your grace to speak this message. Help me, Lord, to communicate it. The way you want it said, and I pray for everyone here, Lord, that our ears would be open, our hearts would be open to receive this word. And I pray today, God, it's going to be fruitful. It's going to have results in our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, one thing I should mention to you, today we have Mama P here with us. Come on, put your hands together. She's sitting right here on the front row with us. And if Mama P's here, that means she brought ice cream. Come on, somebody. And so we got a free treat for you today after service. We'll be serving ice cream to everybody. Come on, I scream, you scream, we all scream for? No, we scream for Jesus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got you. All right. So over the, I got you right there. I've been planning that now for a few days. I knew I'd get you. Okay. Over the last few weeks, we've been uh, talking about living life to the fullest. Now, uh, I think sometimes when you talk about this stuff in church, it makes people a, a little uneasy because I think we know where we're at. You know what I'm saying? I think we all know I don't really deserve to live life to the fullest because I got a few things going on that I need the Lord to help me 
to clean up. And so when we begin to talk about living life to the fullest, it almost feels contradictory of the life that we've been living. And so it almost puts us in the place that we feel like I need to get my life together before I go and talk to the Lord about, you know, living life to the fullest. And can I just let you know, the Lord already knows how you've been living your life and it doesn't change his word. It doesn't change his mind about how good he is. Now, are there consequences for our sins? Oh, yeah. Look at your neighbor and say what you've been doing. So I don't, I don't, listen, I don't want to present something that makes people feel like you can just live however you want and God's going to give you everything. No, because you got to live right. Amen? you got to live right. But I do want you to know that God is good and that he does have some good plans for you and that he does want you to live life to the fullest. In fact, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And that means living life to the fullest. And so he came for that reason. And sometimes we exclude ourselves from that because we know us. We know how we're living. And so as we started this series, if you remember, in week one, we brought a big table up here. We poured the boiled crawfish up here, and we invited you to come to the table. Because I believe the Lord has a place for the ta- at the table for you, and he's inviting you. And what is he inviting you to? He's inviting you to live life to the fullest. And so there's a space at the table. There's a place at the table for you. And God wants to bless you. He wants to help you. He wants to give you this amazing life okay so that was in week one now if you stop right there then you're walking away just like with this this idea this fantasy kind of thinking because there how many you know if you're gonna if you're gonna go somewhere that is really good they have standards am i right and and in order to have those standards it's going to take a little bit of work to get there like a restaurant if you go to this restaurant and it's really good food really good service really good atmosphere it took some work to get that done and that's like living life to the fullest. It's really nice, but there are standards to it, and, and it's going to take some work, okay? And so in week two, what we did, we said, okay, let's get to know God a little bit. And so we, we talked about who God is and really presented a, a good doctrinal lesson about who God is because when we don't know who God is, we don't know how in the world we're going to live this life because he's created it, he's given it to us, and we need him, amen? He is the object of our worship. He is the one that has planned all this for us. So for us to really understand living life to the fullest, we need to get to know him. Then in week three, we broke it down and talked about God's word because if we're really going to get to know God, we have to go to his word, and that is the Bible, amen? And, And we talked about the importance of God's word and how it challenges us, how it changes us how it builds our faith and all of these things are necessary so that we live according to God's will instead of just my ideas because if I say living life to the fullest you think of a beach but I need you to know yesterday there was there was about 67 people who were living life to the fullest and it wasn't on a beach it was on a ladder cleaning dust off the lights in the cafeteria Come on. It was somebody with a weed eater, someone with an edger. That wasn't the beach, but I need you to know the feelings that were there was so gratifying. I mean, it was just amazing. That's living life to the fullest. Now, I'm not saying don't go to the beach. I'm just saying don't just go to the beach. Amen? And so talking about this whole idea of living life to the fullest that, that God wants you to live this abundant life and you can have it. And, and I think Pastor Joey did a great job a few weeks ago talking about the grace of God. 
and, and talking about how God gives us grace and that grace doesn't just save us, but that grace enables us to live right. Amen. Because we got to live right. And look at your neighbor and say, you better straighten up. Come on, say with a little attitude today. You better straighten up. I ain't trying to start anything, but if it applies, use it. You can have the grace of God. Last week, we spoke a message um, about not letting anything hold you back. And we used the example of this lame man that was sitting on the side of a pool waiting for an event to occur that was going to change his life. And he sat there for 37 years waiting for this event to occur, and nothing ever happened. And then he encounters Jesus. See, he was trying to get into a pool to be healed. And Jesus, the healer, the Savior, shows up. And his plan was to get in, but Jesus' plan was for him to get up. And sometimes our plans can get in the way of living an abundant life. Come on, somebody. That's heavy stuff. Last week was tough. You should go listen to it. It'll change you. I promise you. But sometimes your plans can keep you from living the life that God has planned for you. Sometimes people, don't look at nobody right now. They may think you're talking about them. Sometimes people can interfere in God's plan because they're influential. And all of us know that there are some relationships that we should evaluate. Now, I'm not talking about your kids, your wife, and all that. You got them. They're staying. They're staying. Look at your, look at your spouse and say, you're staying. Don't you go anywhere. Look at your kids and say, one day you're moving out. <laughs> Got to go. Got to go. You can come back. We'll cook for you, but <laughs> got to go. I like to stir it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? What I realized, though, in the pursuit of living this life to the fullest, um, along the way, we have some struggles. Am I right? Anybody ever struggled before? We have some things that we didn't realize that were going to happen that... Um, that just kind of trip us up from time to time. And in those moments, sometimes we're led to believe that that's it. Living life to the fullest is over for me. It's just not going to work. I guess this was the hand that was dealt to me. And I need you to know that's not the truth. Because it doesn't change the fact that God's plans are good. Amen. God knows what he's doing. He has good plans for our life. But sometimes things do occur. And there's some things that we have to grow through. There's some things we have to go through. But I believe that God has given you the things that you need, and he will bring the people that you need to help you to get through it. And in fact, today, I want to talk to you about what God gave you that would help you through every single situation that you may encounter in your life, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. And I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit today, because he is the helper that God sent, and help is here. It is, already, it is not on the way. He is already here. And sometimes because we didn't know about the Holy Spirit in that way, we're not getting the help that we need. And so today I want to unpack this a little bit for you because I, I know this. This is the secret. This is the secret of living a blessed life. This is the secret to living this life that God has for you, being empowered, staying in step with everything that he has for you. And I will say this, if we try to do this without the Holy Spirit, we will struggle. In fact, there's a lot of people struggling because they just haven't opened their hearts to the Holy Spirit. So I want to share a story with you this morning. Um, right before our family moved here, 
Um, my dad, it finally happened for him. And if you're a man here, you'll understand what I'm talking about. He had waited years and years to finally build the shed, the shop, whatever you want to call it. All I know was this was going to be a 40 by 55 metal building, 14 foot sidewalls. Are you feeling this today? Two massive roll-up doors. How many guys in here are just like, take me home, Jesus? Like, Larry, where's it at? With all the plans, the kitchen. You see, you see what's happening here, huh? And, and, and the plan was to build this thing so that he could park his classic cars in. He's got a few cars that, that he's restored and one that's been on the way now for before he had the shop. And it's still not here yet. My dad will listen to this. Dad, get it done. Okay, 69 Camaro, by the way. So... He should get it done. And so my dad is a DIY kind of guy, okay? And for years and years, he's worked construction, built many metal buildings. And so he found this building package. And it's all the stuff that you need. And, and this is like a kid's dream, okay? Where, where it's like whenever you get Legos, you graduate from Legos, you move up to what those connects things. It, it's like it just keeps growing as you go. And so he found this package. And it's all the steel, all the metal, all the different pieces that you have to do. They even throw instructions in there. But we don't need instructions, you know. I mean... <laughs> Who needs that? I mean, we know what we're doing. And so um, so he gets the slab poured, and he asked me to come help him. So this is going to be my last big project with Dad before we move. And so I was kind of looking forward to it. And so showed up out there, and there's steel everywhere. And so we started putting it all up. And, and everything is going great till there was the main beam that has to go across the top. And I said, Dad, how are we going to lift that? And this is what he said. He said, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how much later? Because I got things to do. We need to get this thing up. And so um, after we got all, all the sidewalls up, we were left with this one piece to put up. And um, so he sat down with a pencil and a piece of paper and started drawing things. Now, uh, on a job site, especially if you're from South Louisiana, the Cajun engineering is beginning whenever they say it, it, A napkin would work, too, just saying. And so he began to construct and draw these ideas out of how we were going to lift this massive beam to support basically all the roof of the building. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching him, and I'm thinking, this is going to be hard. This is going to be heavy. And because he had these ideas of like using different things as leverage and we could jack it up and all this stuff. And all I'm thinking is, I might die before I ever move to Tallahassee. Like, <laughs> come on, Jesus, I got work to do for you. Don't let me die. And so we literally spent hours trying to finagle this thing to lift it. And I just said, I said, Dad, out of all the friends that you have, don't you know at least one guy that's got a piece of machinery that can lift this thing up? And this is what he said. You know, I didn't think of that. <laughs> now, hold on. Before you laugh at dad, there's a lot of you that are in some situations that you're trying to carry some things that you cannot carry. And when I mention the Holy Spirit, you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. So look at your neighbor real quick and just laugh. No, don't don't do that. That would be rude. That's just some rude people in here. Okay. And so dad called him. And said, hey, man, and this is kind of how it works down there. Everybody just helps everybody out from time to time. And then you owe them for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you remember that time I did this? Yeah. Hey, can you come do this for me? And they done wore that favor out like five times. 
And so anyway, he shows up over there. And I mean, within a minute, within a matter of 30 minutes, we had this thing up. It was finished. We started putting roof on the building. I mean, it was rocking and rolling and moving like just quickly because we had something with some power. Watch this to help us to do the work. Now, we still had to do the work. The machine didn't come and do it for us. It just empowered us, watch this, to do it better, faster, easier. We still had to operate it, but we had the power that was necessary in order to do this. And I share that story with you today because I believe that there are some people in here when it comes to their walk with God and living their life right for God, I think there are some people who are working hard. And we're surrounding ourselves with some good people. We're getting educated. We're making some good plans. We're trying to take the right steps. We're serving. We're giving. But we're also struggling. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we're serving. Some of you may have been out there yesterday getting your serve on. And we didn't know, but behind the scenes, you were struggling. That's okay. Because we understand that this life is going to have some complications. It's going to have some challenges. And at one time, we've all struggled. And so we, we put ourselves in a position to find some information, to find some encouragement, to educate ourselves on these struggles, read a book, talk to someone, get some counseling. But we always find ourselves in a position where we need more. Am I right? Yeah, we talked to that friend and that was such good encouragement. And they shared some things that they learned walking through that situation. But at the end of the day, we still got to carry the load. And we still have to get it done. And it's like, can you come do this for me? Like, I can't. I got my own carry. I got my own struggles to deal with. And this is what I realized. We need the principles. We need the action steps. We need the practices. But we need God's power to make it work. See, we need the principles of God's word. And we need to practice it. We got to live it out. But if it's going to work, we need God's power in our lives. And there's a lot of us that's trying to activate all the principles and put in all the practices. But we don't have the power to lift the heavy loads. So watch this. We keep everything on the down low. Keep everything on the download. We're working down here, and we can't move up. We, it feels like we can't go anywhere because this is all our strength allows us to do. We got the principles. We got the practices, but we need the power. We find encouragement. We talk to that friend. We, 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 we have access to the encouraging words, but we don't just need the encouragement we need God's presence. That song that we sang today about him being with us in the fire. Listen, when you're carrying the heavy load, you're just mad at everybody. You ever had to unload something by yourself before and it's like heavy and it's pouring down rain? You're just looking around and there's like imaginary people around. They're not really there. And you're like, why aren't you helping me? This is heavy. And your neighbor's looking at you like, who are they talking to? Pack the kids, let's move. Okay. Also, in the struggles, in the trials, we often try to seek explanations. Why is this happening to me? Because we firmly believe that if I can figure out why, I will stop it. And I need you to know, that's not always true. That is not always true. Just because you find out the cause of it, doesn't mean that you can stop it from happening. You've walked through those fires where it's like, what in the world 
is going on? When you hear these things about people who are eating healthy, living healthy, and all these things, and then they wind up in the hospital, what is going on there? That is not how it's supposed to work. And then you see the guy who isn't eating healthy, isn't living healthy, living like whatever line you want to put right there, and they just look like they keep going and going. It'll make you mad. Am I right? Come on, just be honest. Don't lie in church. You know what I'm talking about. So we want an explanation. Tell me why. If I know why, I can figure it out. And there are things we just don't know why. And what I've learned is, yep, seek out the explanation. But more importantly, we need an encounter with God. I had this realization the other day that what if we are raising up a generation that knows everything about God but never met him? Think about that. What if we're raising a kid that knows all kinds of stuff about God? Watch this. And good character. But doesn't know him personally. They will have all the principles. They will have all the practice. But they will lack the power to live it out. And watch this. I think we're doing it to ourselves, by the way. We're putting them in position to always depend on us as parents. We'll leave that for another sermon some other day. Today we open with John chapter 14. And Jesus said that God will give us, watch this, a helper. He will give us the Holy Spirit to help us. Now, this is what this tells me. So so check this out. If God already had the Holy Spirit set up to be our helper, he already knew that you would need help. So the expectation of perfection, you can go ahead and take it off of you. Because God didn't expect it. If he did, he listen, you wouldn't need the Holy Spirit. You would do it on your own. But he knew you would need help, so he sent the Holy Spirit. Because he knew there would be some struggles. I think about this struggle often. Do you know when Jesus was heading to the cross, he was carrying his cross up that hill? I don't know if you ever thought of this, but Jesus fell a couple times. He fell. In fact, the weight was so great and he had suffered so much already that they chose someone from the crowd to finish carrying the cross the rest of the way. Even Jesus. God, you're like, is he about to say this? Even Jesus struggled. He didn't sin, but even Jesus struggled. He needed help. That shows the the nature the man nature of him. He was God and man at the same time. But this helps us to see that as a man, even Jesus struggled. He knew that you and I would need a helper. He knew that we were going to struggle. It also shows me that God wants to help us. Not only did he know that we would need help, but by him sending us to help her, God's like, I want to help him. I know it's obvious, but come with me on this journey. It's like, I know they're going to struggle. So I'm going to send in the Holy Spirit. Is that because he just, oh, look at them. Just a bunch of struggling people. ST. The struggle is real. No, he's like, I'm going to send in the Holy Spirit because I want them to make it. I want them to live this life that I have planned for. I want them to make it. And that tells me that God really, really cares about us and that God really, really loves us. This is what this shows me. If God's given us a helper, he cares about us. He loves us. He wants us to make it. And if you needed some encouragement today, there you go. God wants you to make it. And I have a feeling that there's a lot of people who are living powerless and have become discouraged with living life to the fullest. We agree with the concept, but we live with the struggle. Listen to what I said. We agree with the concept, 
but we live with the struggle. Now, let me give you a few things that you need to know about the Holy Spirit. If you're taking notes, you might want to jot these down. The first thing is the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person, not just a force. May the force be with you. Listen, it works in Star Wars. But I need you to know the Holy Spirit is greater than the force. He is the source of the force. Tweet that somebody. He is the source of the force. But if you only see the Holy Spirit as a force, this is what that means. That means you can only find it at certain times. But if you know him as a person, that he is the spirit of God, he said he will always be with you. You always have his help right there with you. Holy Spirit is not just a good luck charm. It's not your little keychain rabbit's foot. Who does that anymore anyway? If you do, that's weird. Stop. Get your initial on a little piece of leather or something. I don't know. That's weird. Holy Spirit is not just, watch this, not just energy. Not just positive vibes. And we have to address that because sometimes in our attempt to be spiritual, we become unspiritual. I need you to know that the positive vibes that people are looking for is the Holy Spirit. That's who it is. It is the Holy Spirit. But we can't do that because the Holy Spirit represents Jesus and God and all this stuff. We don't want to fall in that category because people might think that we're holy rollers and we do the Christian thing and we don't vote that way and so all this stuff. Do you see how confusing it gets? Listen, when you're struggling, you throw all that stuff out and just say, somebody help me. Am I right? And the Holy Spirit is like, let me help you. Do you know that God's helping people who don't even like him? Don't even love him. Reject him. God's still helping them. That's powerful. Holy Spirit is not just energy. Watch this. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. So watch this. There's one God. Eternally existing through three equal persons. Follow me now. Because if you stop, you're going to get lost. You'll be like, oh God, they're all over the place. Stick with me. So there's God the Father. Then there's Jesus, okay? And then there's the Holy Spirit. Now, do you know that you have a spirit? You do. God's got one too. Just a little news flash there. Man was made in the image of God, and just like God has a spirit, just like you have a spirit. So God has a spirit, and that is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the person of God who is with us now. Now, I like to explain it like this. So, like, whenever we die, like our spirits go to heaven, like Jesus kind of did the opposite. So like when he dies, he ascends into heaven, but his spirit comes down to earth. So he's with us in spirit, which, by the way, that's how he's able to be with us all at the same time, because he's with us in spirit. As a person, he's limited to one location at one time. But because of the Holy Spirit, he's able to be with all of us everywhere we go. Isn't that cool? That, I mean, that's why I say God's a helper. He sent the Holy Spirit as the helper. And so what I've learned is this, is that. We're familiar with God. Like, God, we love you. God, and some people put words afterward, and they need to stop it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's taking the Lord's name in vain. If you do that, stop it, okay? And so, um, anyway, you ever notice that people hurt themselves? They always follow it with God and then put a word afterwards, and they don't put, like, other false gods and stuff in there. Go stubs their toe and says, oh, Buddha. Anyway, let's just go with it. (laughs) 
Anyway, just had to slide that one in there. I heard that from a comedian once, and I want to embarrass my kids. What a good dad joke. All right, so anyway, <laughs> that's my scapegoat for telling cheesy jokes, by the way. All right, so we're familiar with God. We're familiar with the Holy, I mean, with Jesus, because Jesus died on the cross. He taught all these incredible things, but we're not so familiar with the Holy Spirit. But what we need to know is that God is so strategic to help us live life to the fullest. And Jesus even said it, that it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to do it. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers us to live this life to the fullest. So watch this. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, I know when you hear temple, it just sounds so official. Let me break it down so that it works right here in, in, in good old Tallahassee, Florida. We are the house of the Holy Spirit. In other words, where does the Holy Spirit want to live? In us. I found that we're cool with the Holy Spirit coming along with us. It's like this. You're cool with going to eat at somebody's house or going to eat at a restaurant, going to do things in public. But are you cool with people coming to your house? Like come over. Some of you are not. It's like, no, no. And you got to like do a whole home makeover before you host anything. Like you have a kid's birthday party. And you priced it out in your budget. It was supposed to cost $273. Well, you can add another $12,000 to that because you're going to resod the lawn. You're going to repaint. You're going to put a new roof. You're going to add a front porch on the front of that house. You're going to add a, park, a, a parking deck, all this stuff just to have one party. That's why we go have them off site. Am I right? Go to the little place, make the mess there, and everybody go home. Anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you that, but it was funny. We are the house of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's the thing. If you're ashamed of allowing the Holy Spirit in your house, your life, because you're afraid he's going to see some things that you don't want him to see, some piled up laundry over here in this corner, a messy garage over here, a little sin in this corner. Come on. Can we get real? He already knows it's there. Like, he already knows it's there. And he still wants to come over. He's like those good friends. You know what I'm saying? They can come over and your house is a wreck and it doesn't bother them because chances are their house is probably worse. <laughs> but we're the temple of the Holy Spirit and God wants to live in us. And, 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 and the reason that he wants to live in us is so that we're not always looking outward for the help. But there's an inner influence. There's an inner compass. There's an inner counselor. Are you, are, are you seeing how this works? So that as I have to try to figure all these things out, what to do in these high-pressure situations, because we see what's really in you when pressure is put on you. And if we have the Holy Spirit living in our house, when the pressure gets put on us, that's what's going to come out. Do, do, are, you, are you grabbing this today? I'm, try, I'm really trying to break this down and teach it in su such a way that you see how God wants to help you with the Holy Spirit. Now, in the, the, the verse that we read, he, he said he will be with us, but later he will be in us. He wants to live in you. He wants to be a part of everyday, your everyday life. That means that God wants to put this power source within you but we have to recognize it first. We have to recognize that I have to open my heart to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me. In other words, I have to continue to surrender. It wasn't that one-time decision that I decided to give my life to the Lord. It's a daily follow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not just I got saved. 
And I think it's awesome when we get saved, but I think it's even greater when we continue to follow because we got saved. Are you hearing this? So before you start giving yourself a lot of credit that you got saved, check yourself before you wreck yourself because you got a life to live. I mean, if you got saved and died, I mean, you're going to heaven. That's great. But we still got life to live on earth. And there's a lot of people who are believers that want to go to heaven, but they're living like hell on earth. Where is the Holy Spirit in our lives? So how does the Holy Spirit help me? How does he help me? Let's break it down. Number one, he points the way for me. He points the way for me. So despite the plans and promises of God, we're struggling, right? We're struggling with decisions. We're trying to figure out direction for our life. We don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We're asking everybody. We ask our friends. They're like, we don't want you to go anywhere. We love you so much. We talk to our family. They tell us what they should have done that they didn't do and they regret. And they're giving us advice based off of what they did and they didn't do. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And then we go talk to a mentor and they share in their advice. The next thing you know, we got like 18 different directions from all these people that mean a lot to us and we're sitting there like I don't know what to do anybody ever been there before that's why you need to have mercy on your kids as they're trying to figure out their life come on can I help a teenager out can I help a teenager out when they're in the sixth grade don't force them into trying to figure out what kind of career they're going to have y'all come to search today sixth through twelfth grade we'll help you out Now, we see throughout the New Testament how the Holy Spirit was instrumental in leading Jesus. The Holy Spirit was directing his steps, telling him what he needed to do, where he needed to go. We also read throughout the epistles. You say, what are the epistles? Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, all those, those books in the New Testament, okay? That the Holy Spirit will lead us, that he will show us, that he will guide us. He is a counselor. Can I say a controversial statement right here? There's a lot of people paying for stuff to get help that is actually free from the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying don't get your counseling. I'm just saying know the counselor as you get your counseling. That's just, that's just important. Okay? I think as we live our lives, we can become confused. And when we're confused and don't know what to do, that's where we're getting discouraged. Okay? That's where we're getting overwhelmed. That's where we're trying to figure out the direction. The Holy Spirit can point the way for us, though. I really believe that. The Holy Spirit can point the way for you. How does he do that? He gives us wisdom. So let let me give you a scenario. We pray that God would just tell us what to do. Lord, I don't know if I should take this job or not. Give me a sign. We're asking for a sign, and God's given us wisdom. Did you hear that? We're asking God to give me a sign, and God's responding by giving us wisdom. Because a sign is temporary. It's only for that one moment. But wisdom is eternal. And can I tell you, wisdom is a whole other level of education. Because education is based on observation of men. But whenever you begin to talk about the Holy Spirit and what He brings, He brings revelation. And it's a whole nother level of seeing things because he doesn't see it from man's point of view. He sees it from his point of view, which is the plans that he has for you. And God sees the trouble. 
He sees the things in your way, but he also sees what's on the other side of the trouble too. And if you just had a little tenacity and a little discipline, touch your neighbor, don't say a word to him. If you had a little discipline, you would get through it and see that God was actually with you the whole time, growing you. Growing you. Because he wants to grow you up. And that's the direction that he wants to lead you. I have found that God will put you in positions that grow you. Where we look for positions that comfort us. Watch this. You can go in challenging positions even though there's not comfort there. Because the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He is brilliant, man. I'm telling you, God is so amazing. He knew what you would need in these challenging situations. But because we like convenience, we try to find the path of least resistance. And God oftentimes will lead you into things that are hard. I thought we would get at least one amen on that, but we didn't. And so I'll leave it alone, but it's true. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. He reminds us of what Jesus said. He helps us to have discernment and discretion. That's a good word right there. Some discretion. He convicts us when we're wrong. Holy Spirit will knock on your door and say, what are you doing? You know that's not how you're supposed to live. God's got greater plans for your life than for you to be acting like that. Now, I'm just putting it in the way that I hear it. He might be a little nicer to you. He corrects us when we get off track. Can I say this about correction? Correction comes from love. We correct our kids because we love them. Let me, let me make it plain for you. If they're going the wrong way, they have to be corrected. If you're going the wrong way, you, like if you say we're going to Jacksonville, you got to go east. If you start heading west, you don't need encouragement. <laughs> you need correction. And this is the thing. We don't want to hurt anybody's feet. Listen, if I'm going in the wrong direction trying to get there as soon as possible, and I'm going the wrong way. If you just encourage me going the wrong way, that means I'm going to get there faster, the wrong way. Somebody please say you're going the wrong way. That tells me they care. When people don't tell you that, that just tells me you don't care. Hey, meet me in Jacksonville. Hey, it's going to be a while. Where are you at? Pensacola. Why are you in Pensacola? I don't know. Can you encourage me? It feels like I'll never get there. I just want to encourage you to keep going. I shared a post on Facebook today. I saw a really cool quote. It was for you. Next thing you know, they're in Alabama. And I'm telling you that because this is what we do. We need some correction. And sometimes the Holy Spirit would just straight up tell you, turn around. Turn around. You got to turn your life around. And thank God that he has a helper the Holy Spirit to do that, or else we would wreck our lives. We would wreck our lives. So watch this, John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will lead you into all truth. He will lead you. The Holy Spirit points us in the direction of God's plans for us. And He is going to stay on you. And what is He trying to do? He's just trying to help you keep going the right way to live life to the fullest. That's how good God is. Here's the next thing, okay? You following? Not only does he point the way, he gives us power. He gives us power. So in pursuit of living life to the fullest, we got some things to overcome. We have some fears to overcome. 
We've got some habits to overcome. We've got some pain to overcome. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We've got some stuff that has happened. We've got a past to overcome. And these things frustrate us because we feel like we don't have the power to overcome them. We feel powerless. And as a result, most of the time, we just stay held hostage. But the Holy Spirit gives us the power to overcome all of these things. Say all of them. Not just one or two of them, but all of them, okay? Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will receive power. And this isn't like cute power. This is like dynamite power, like explosive power. And some of us, we're just sitting there babysitting these little things that God's like, you can totally dominate it. But our attitude is so conditioned by everything broken that we don't see, hey, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. We live like we're just defeated all the time. Bless the Lord. Amen. Suffering for Jesus. Listen, I don't want to just suffer for Jesus. I want to live for him. Live life to the fullest. I can have joy even in the struggle. We sang about it today. Even in the battle, I can have joy. How? Holy Spirit, and you're in good luck because next week, Pastor Joey's going to be talking about joy that comes from the Holy Spirit. And you think it's just going to be a cute little message. But the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Somebody flex with me this morning. Okay, let's get moving. We got ice cream to eat. Okay. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. By the way, go study this out. God didn't give us the spirit of a coward what it means but power watch this love perfect love casts out all fear in a sound mind because most of the time when we're overwhelmed we start losing our mind i want to say it should i say it up in here up anyway let's go (laughs) holy spirit gives us boldness and peace even in the middle of the fight even in the middle of the storm That's the Holy Spirit giving it to you. And we don't have to run like cowards. Because greater is he that's in me. See, I'm the house of the Holy Spirit. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. He gives us power. So when you're in those struggles and you feel like you can't, you stop and you say, hold on. And you can even say it out loud. I have the power of the Holy Spirit living within me. And this struggle, I will overcome because God didn't give me a spirit of fear. I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to run through it. He gave me a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. We're going to get through this. Come on, doesn't that just sound confident? That's what the Holy Spirit gives. I'm not making that up. It's the Holy Spirit. I'm just quoting scripture. I'm just living what God said. Here's the last thing. Holy Spirit, he shows us purpose. Shows us purpose. See, the life that we're living isn't just to strive hard enough so we finally make it to heaven. Can't wait for heaven, but I got a lot to do here on earth before I get there. And I got a lot of people I want to bring to heaven with me. Come on. Got a lot of people. And we have a God-given purpose. To live our lives in such a way that it influences and impacts others. Starting in our own homes. See, parents, we need the Holy Spirit. 
If we're going to impact our kids, if not, if you try to do it in your own power, you're liable to do anything, say anything, and later on you may have to repent over it, say I'm sorry over it. We've got to have the Holy Spirit so that we can impact our families and lead them. You know, we've all benefited from other people's victories, right? When you hear of somebody who made it through that struggle, when we heard the stories about how there was no hope, but yet they held on to Jesus. And because they held on, they made it through. And then they go on to tell their story. What does it do? It inspires us, makes us believe that we can do it too. Think about the families that you heard that were falling apart, that were restored. You think about stories of people overcoming addictions. Think about that person that everybody thought, well, they're never going to make it. And then they meet Jesus and their whole life is turned around and it surprises everyone in the family. We hear those stories and it inspires us to live better. See, the Holy Spirit helps us to see not just, watch this, not just our purpose, but helps us to see purpose in our lives. I think a lot of times we're so desperate trying to figure out our purpose that we miss purpose. Because even though you may figure out a position that you may wind up in someday, that doesn't mean you're living with purpose. That just means you found your place. And there's a lot of people in places, but that doesn't mean that they're living with purpose. Come on. But living with purpose, it doesn't matter. Watch this. It doesn't matter where you're at. You still can live with purpose. You can still live in a life, live a life that affects other people, that impacts other people. So what does he do? He helps us to realize that God can use anything and everything for purpose. And I love that verse in Romans 8. You've heard it before. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That means all of it. He can work it out for his purpose in your life. The victories, he's working it for your purpose, for his purpose. The struggles, he's working it for your purpose, for his purposes. And without the Holy Spirit, we don't see it that way. We just see it as God wasn't there. He didn't help. He left me stranded. And that goes against the nature of God. Because God said, I will be with you. And then he takes it a step further with the Holy Spirit and says, I want to be in you. And the Holy Spirit, he opens up our eyes. Watch this. To recognize and see purpose. He makes scripture come alive. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He will make scripture come alive. He helps us to see that in the middle of whatever it is, there is still a purpose. He helps us to see that we can have hope even when we don't know the future even when we don't know the outcome, he's still working it all out for the purpose and the plans for our life. And what does that do? It helps us to see God's redemption. It helps us to see Jesus. If you were to say,
Pastor Wade, what's the most important thing the Holy Spirit does? I would tell you, he helps you to see Jesus. He reminds you of what Jesus said. He reminds us of what Jesus did. He reminds us, watch this, that whole conviction thing that I talked about earlier. It's not condemnation. Don't confuse it. It's conviction. It's, hey, you're a son of God. You're God's daughter. You were meant to live for so much more than this. This little thing that you caught up in, you need to come on out of that because God's got so much more for your life than this little thing that you're entertaining right now. And somebody needs to hear that today. This is how the Holy Spirit works. What does he do? He takes scripture and he makes it come alive so that when we read it, it's like, I never knew that was in the Bible. It was there the whole time. We read it a million times. But that day you opened your heart to the Holy Spirit and he just opened it up and you were like, oh my goodness, that's what I've been looking for. That's the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I just want to pray for you. Sometimes people make it so difficult to experience the Holy Spirit. You got to do this. You got to do that. And the Bible says it like this. If earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly father know how to give? Watch this. The Holy Spirit. How many of you ever got a gift before that you didn't even ask for? Raise your hand because it's going to go all over the room. Your parents were good in giving you stuff you didn't even ask for. And if they were that good, how much more good is God? I don't know if that's correct English, but I said it that way. Get over it. He's good. How many of you would say today, Pastor Wade, struggling, I need help. I need the Holy Spirit to be my helper. If that's you, why don't you stand at your feet? Come on, you like, you didn't tell us about our heads and close our eyes. Come on, it's okay. If you're struggling, you're walking through something right now, and you're struggling, you're like, I need help. Why don't you stand to your feet right now? Holy Spirit wants to help you. Maybe you got some family things going on. Maybe it's a sickness in your body. Maybe it's some things, direction for your life, your career. Some decisions that you're trying to make. Maybe you're going through some massive transitions. And you're questioning your decisions now. Anyone else would stand with me this morning? I'm going to pray for you. Those who are standing, we have people that are sitting around you. If you're sitting close to somebody, why don't you stand and just put a, sh- a hand on their shoulder. Stand and put your hand on their shoulder. Just stand with them today. See, you got to have some friends. you got to have a faith community, good church that will stand with you. There are other people standing, by the way. If you wouldn't mind, keep your eyes open and stand with them. Put a hand on their shoulder today. Before I pray for you guys, I want you to know this. God wants to help you. He wants to help you because he cares about you. And Lord, I thank you for every person who's standing today. Thank you that you gave us the Holy Spirit to be our helper, to be our counselor, our comforter, our strength. And Lord, for every person that's standing here today saying they're struggling, that they need some help. Lord, I pray, God, that they will open their hearts right now. To the Holy Spirit. So Lord, today we ask you to come and fill each person with your spirit. Why don't you whisper that right now? Lord, fill me with your spirit. I need your power. I need your strength. I need you. Just let him know that. Lord, I thank you that as we open our hearts, God, you fill us. So Lord, we say move in. Come live in our lives. 
be the strength that we need. That relationship with you, Lord, we realize is so important. Lord, we don't want to miss out on your spirit. So, Lord, we stand with these who are struggling today, those who are going through it. God, we just pray you will empower them, give them wisdom, give them discernment, and help them, Father, to live out your plans for their lives. Father, I pray nothing, God, will stop them. I pray your Holy Spirit will help them to get through these battles, get through these struggles, and I pray, Lord, you give them joy along the way today. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen.